This is happening. Let me just do what I love to do. No 9 to 5. This is Lifestyle Architecture Lab and I'm your host Himanshu Saksdeva. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Architecture Lab. In this show I talk about lifestyle design, financial freedom and also dissect the process, behavior and routines of the personalities who have designed a lifestyle of freedom for themselves. These guests range from artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, lifestyle coaches, investors, professional athletes, etc. These conversations dig deep into their stories to find out their thought process, tools, strategies and tricks that makes them tick. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. I love audiobooks and I have been using Audible for years. Whenever I am commuting to work and back, almost always I am listening to a book. Because I don't get time to read as much as I would like to, so audiobooks help me read books in a whole new way. If you want to try it out, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Himanshu Sachdeva. You'll get thousands and thousands of books to choose from which you can listen on your phone, laptop or even on your Kindle device, anytime, anywhere. In this episode, I'm talking to Venkatraman Pichumani, who is the founder of The Zippers Club, which is a very unique club where he coaches people who have had cardiac conditions. He trains them to run long distance races and even marathons. He's also the founder of You Too Can Run, a company through which he provides a 360-degree platform to organize sports events, starting from the registration process till the event wrap-up. YouTube Can Run is leading the charts in the end-to-end user experience it provides. Venkat himself is a long-distance runner despite having a cardiac surgery years back. In this conversation, we talk about his life journey, things and experience from the 80s and 90s, how he surrendered his CA title after achieving financial freedom and started various ventures and found success in many of his entrepreneurial acts. All of this and much much more in this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Venkatraman Pichumani. Hey Venkat, welcome to the show. Thank you Iman for having me over. My pleasure, really. Yeah, it's my pleasure, in fact, to have you here. A life full of experiences and achievements. Uh, that's what I would call your life. Because as an old school uh, serial entrepreneur and a Freemason, a half marathoner and a ham radio operator and an author, a professor, uh, 
a vegan i don't know how many how many <laughs> titles i should like mention <laughs> here it's it's there are so many you are 62 years old and you have so much of experience with life so it's it's going to be a very good lesson for the audience who are listening to this so you have run uh, almost more than 150 half marathons right that's right and that to having a after having a cardiac uh, condition yeah i lived a full life <laughs> <laughs> true true <laughs> so there are a lot of topics i want mm. to touch uh, but uh, can you please start off with uh, the coaching you do for the people who have the heart condition and you make them run half marathons and like let them live the full life like you are living right so can you start off from there okay so so if that's what we want to start off with we we'll start <laughs> off with that yeah uh, uh we you know what happened was that uh, i had my cardiac bypass surgery 2007 wow uh, 3rd february 2007 to be very precise wow yeah of course you you don't forget that day <laughs> no no not because it's my password <laughs> but <laughs> that's but, a good one but, but because it's a very emotionally intense uh, moment you know to yeah. have a, to have your heart cut out and opened and all right, that right right so people ask me you know and they tell them that it's a bit like uh, you know child delivery for a woman mm. you know like because a woman can never forget that uh, the moment delivery at that moment yeah. or that because it's very emotionally you know engaged yeah. but there's a key difference between the two mm-hmm. uh, as i like to say about it that after one or two years the woman will say let's have one more child <laughs> but no man is going to say let me have one more bypass <laughs> yeah true that's so true <laughs> yeah anyway so it started there and i was running before that yeah and uh, and after that i i decided to run i was training properly i was running i'd run half marathons before mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and fortunately that is how i came to know that i'm having a heart problem mm. and therefore i did not have an heart attack i didn't have a cardiac arrest i was an elective patient which means that i diagnosed the symptoms and knew something like beforehand you got yeah, to know the warning about it. signals came wow yeah the canary flew out of the mine uh, i mean for the lay- layman who mm. might be having such conditions so are there any pointers uh, like which definitely, they can find definitely. out definitely see what happens is that the block keeps forming over a period of time yes. and slowly 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 the blood vessel starts getting constricted yes. narrow so if you don't exercise at all and if you're a very sedentary person yeah. then there is no way of knowing that this blockage is happening oh. but if you exercise if you run or anything i mean i'm saying running mm-hmm. but i will say running for exercise any kind of yeah, athletic any, activity any kind of exercise that gets your heart yeah. rate you know up it could be zumba it could be swimming right. it could be cycling it could be or badminton dancing, it could be dancing it could be badminton it could be mm-hmm. table tennis anything you know yeah. so anything like that uh not brisk walking okay so i'll come to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then your heart makes a demand when the demand is there and it cannot be supplied is like a pipe that has got squeezed right block you know, block correct is yeah. the, this then your heart gives you the symptoms oh wow so the symptoms come before the damage occurs mm yeah your body yeah. has the capability has to the capability. send the so signals so the symptoms come to you and you know that there is something wrong you go into performance is down yeah. and you feel tired you feel maybe. breathless you feel you feel what is known as angina which angina. is basically a set of conditions that tell you that your heart is not receiving enough blood okay so it can manifest itself in many ways mm-hmm. it can feel constricted you can feel breathless you can mm-hmm. feel shooting pain and everybody has a different way in which it it gets done but this is a general mm-hmm. range of symptoms so when that happens and you know that there is something wrong and this is highly unusual mm-hmm. you can go check yourself up and 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 fix things because before they 
become a catastrophe. Right. So, you know, you don't arrive at the hospital in an ambulance on the rear door right. in OPD, but you come to the main door, you know, your driver drops you off. The ambulance situation is not something you want. <laughs> you want because that is like when you're not ready for it. Correct? Yeah. It happens, yeah. you know, at any you time. You are caught red-handed. <laughs> so, I walked into the hospital on that day and... Uh, and uh, I went to the counter. I had already done all my bookings. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, form baro. And I filled up the form. And then that person said, patient ki hai? And I said, I am the patient, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't expect as well. <laughs> they don't expect somebody to come walking in for a bypass surgery. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, so, so it was a very controlled thing that happened in my life. You know, I mean, like that <laughs> you, you have consciousness. <laughs> I mean, that's why I probably you Cause, were able to exactly, do that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that after I got my operation done, mm-hmm. within about six, I started running after about three, four months. After, you know, proper rehab, proper training, proper, you know, recovery. So your doctor had you yeah, that? my doctor fortunately was Dr. Ashish Contractor. Oh, wow. Who was the head of cardiac rehab in Asian Art at that point of time. Yeah. And was also the medical director of the then known as Standard Chartered Mumbai Marathon. Oh, so I was wow. very lucky, you know, range of circumstances. Having like, that know, kind of doctor. How the world kind of confluences and yeah. connects the dots and converges. The universe comes together too. Comes together. Very lucky. And I started, uh, you know, training properly. And he knew that I used a heart rate monitor and did things well. Yeah. So I trained, I ran a, I did a trek. Within about six months, I did a uh, run after about, you know, 10 months. And within 11 months, I was again running the half marathon. Wow. So when I did this, a lot of other people who were heart patients wanted to come and run. So how did you, how did they get to know about it? Like that Because there were also it? patients in Asian or cardiac rehab. Oh, that time the media went, you know, crazy over me. All wow. the paper front page I was there. Wow. With a photograph, man runs in spite of bypass, etc. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, and everybody heard about it and a lot of people said, oh, if we can run, we also want to run. Yeah. So then Dr. Ashish contacted us and said, listen, Venkat, this is what you started. Now you better run with this because, you know, you should start training them because we don't want them going and doing something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And that is how I became a trainer wow. for heart patients who want to run half marathons. <laughs> and zip, zipper club uh, yeah. formed. We, we call ourselves the zipper club. Mm-hmm. And people ask why. And there are two reasons why. Uh, the first is, you know, when you have a bypass surgery, it looks like you've got a zip. The scar that is left behind <laughs> yeah. looks like a zip. On looks the like a zip. It looks yeah. like a zip because all the stitches are going true, around. True, true. Yeah. So it's a zip, you know, kind of zipper club. Wow. But the word zip also has another meaning. You're zipping through life. Zipping through life, <laughs> even after that condition. Even you had. after the condition. Wow. So that's why it's called the zipper club. Very much symbolic. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah. Awesome. So, Thank you. Uh, you started up with coaching, and then uh, eventually you got into the sports management business. So okay. from there, how did uh, you two can run your company, uh, which you are running right now, started? Uh, so you know when I, when I started coaching people mm-hmm. and people who had you know bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. People were like 65, 70. My oldest, uh, this is 75. And they decided one thing that I will not take any money for coaching because it is more like a, a social thing. cause. It's giving back to running. Yeah. Because running saved my life. If I yeah, had not yeah. been a runner, I would you not have got the symptoms. Know. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. One day I would have suddenly got a heart attack. Heart attack. And then I would never know where it would have left me, you know. Wow. Probably today, today I would be a photo in a frame with Agarbatis.
so so i decided not to make money out of what saved me that's great so this so then when i sold my bpo which had about 10 uh, you know offices around the country about 3000 employees wow i decided that i will now do something that is again socially relevant mm-hmm. so i was you know in the kind of sanyas ashram phase of my life where i wanted to do yeah you earlier we discussed ah, and you mentioned ah. there are stages of life yeah so uh, first is the you know the balasta which is a child yeah. then the uh, the brahmachari which is the teenager teenager studying yeah. you know when you are studying first is the child when you are living with the parents then the teenager when you go into the gurukul yeah. the brahmachari and yeah. then you the grahastha when you get married and set up your own life yeah. and then you have the sanyas ashram which is the when you are done with the done with everything and you want to give back to society and give get back into to a spiritual society. kind of thing wow so and you, you know, are actually, in that actually, actually actually what happens you know this is also mm. very scientific you know yeah. people like to think of this as you know right wing spiritual and all that yeah. but it's spiritual because the hormones that your body releases are different and yeah there are biological changes as well exactly, to the body exactly exactly and that is what makes you think in those respective ways in those respective stages of your life you know wow. yeah you know so kind of thing so i thought that i will i will do something mm-hmm. and that is how you to can run started and you know people ask me why did you name it you to can run people used to ask me a lot of people are there who don't want to run can't run or heart patients used to come to me regularly even mm-hmm. today at least once a week i get a call from somewhere in the world uh, from an heart patient who wants to run and you know i used to keep telling people that listen if i can run you too can run you too can run <laughs> that's how the ha. name came so everybody said are there whatever we ask you you say you too can run <laughs> <laughs> wow. that became like my uh, title you know takya kalam is a takya kalam is a hindi word <laughs> wow wow yeah and so that that's is how, how you the name came so when the company was to be started then i decided no, i will call it you too can run yeah yeah so uh moving from there uh, dialing back a little to your uh, childhood mm-hmm. and your early days like before you started your own with your ventures and uh, the entrepreneurships so how did your childhood experiences and your teenage and your college experience and then uh, starting out with the struggles which you faced at that time how did all those experiences uh, converged and they made the man which you are today see um there is always a certain path yeah that life has kind of ordained for you mm-hmm. in a way so for example my father was an accountant he mm-hmm. was working in air india mm-hmm. i became a bcom then i became a ca and uh, i could have joined air india so your father worked in air india right for about 39 years and he wanted you to be he there as well to join because he couldn't i mean he thought that was the best thing to me wow so for me you know people say chamar ka ladka chamar or you know kind of thing like yeah, you are yeah, yeah, so yeah. i i thought that uh, yeah, why don't i strike a more uh, you know strident path mm-hmm. that is divergent from what life offers to me wow. so i knew one thing that i didn't want to be an employee Mm-hmm. you know i didn't want to be an employee because if you're an employee you are you know working very diligently for somebody else right and okay. very much restricted with the thought process yeah, and the things which you very much very much there's you know kind of thing so i decided that i will always be uh, an entrepreneur myself mm-hmm. my very first act of entrepreneurship was taking orders for diwali crackers Oh, wow from residents of the colony so i went to about family friends so for 2 3 years i did this okay i mean very very teenage school teenage years yeah, yeah, yeah. school years actually so yeah. entrepreneurship started uh, very very yeah far i tied back. up i tied up with uh, with a friend of mine who was uh-huh. you know doing this wholesale uh-huh. got rates from him went to the colony residents and 
took orders at a markup of we obviously oh, wow. and made some small amount of money you know in each of those diwalis enough to <laughs> enough to, to spend just... it on the diwali itself <laughs> <laughs> wow that's and have a better diwali <laughs> amazing yeah so so that was somehow somehow this in my life you know today many people ask is entrepreneurship you know there are people who teach entrepreneurship yeah there are a lot of entrepreneurship colleges and institute yeah but sometimes i think you know this guy just cannot be an entrepreneur Mm. I mean, everybody cannot be an athlete because sometimes Haan. they are just teaching it and not doing it, right? Yeah, everybody. Everybody has the you know blind the the unsubstantiated desire to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, but nobody has the what it takes in them in terms the of hard the cultural work. psychological scripting. Yeah, that it takes to be an entrepreneur, and that mm-hmm. is what you know. You need to be sacrificing. You need to do hard work. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like weekends. Vacations are sometimes given a miss. Mm-hmm. Your family has to sacrifice. So mm-hmm. many things are there. Yeah, even being an entrepreneur, not everybody can do that. You know, we put job ads in Facebook, mm-hmm. and we get people who you know write back saying that I like to travel. I like to eat good food. I like to take pictures, <laughs> you know. And I say that's called a vocation, and you need to work to do that. <laughs> that cannot be a job. <laughs> True, that cannot be a job. <laughs> for a few, it can be. Yeah, like the Instagram influencers of today. Yeah, but not for everybody. <laughs> right, right. Now, yeah. nowadays, I mean, people can uh, do a nomadic job where they are traveling all the time and still earn money. But back then, probably it was not uh, possible. That is also true till a certain age. Yeah. Where, till the brahmachari stage of your life mm. the minute you become a grahastha yeah. you need to have a fixed uh, income you have a wife to support your kids you have emis yeah. you have a house your school fees <laughs> and then you realize that you know you can't live on uh, intermittent income right right right, right. <laughs> you have to have a consistent yeah, you income you need a stability of your income you need to have a predictable uh, you know source right right, yeah. right 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 so so people then change i mean they have to change and then the hormones also change yeah and you you automatically become into a grahastha stage of life wow okay so uh, like from the childhood you had those experiences with entrepreneurship and eventually you did your ca right correct and so post doing ca uh, like uh, what did you start with uh, as you mentioned you you <coughs> sold off your bpo as well so did you right away started with no uh, no no mm-hmm. i qualified in may 1983 mm-hmm. as a chartered accountant wow and after that i was in practice till june 1994 about 11 years right. i held my certificate of practice mm-hmm. i did all the typical things mm-hmm. that a ca in practice does you know file income tax returns Uh, write books of accounts at that time there was some sales tax practice audit audit companies etc mm-hmm. and uh, but a large part of my practice involved getting funding or getting finance for uh, entrepreneurs oh and wow so therefore i used to make what is known as project reports at that point of time mm-hmm. and go to idbi ifci icici which were the Uh, national you know financial institutions and do what is known as consortium term lending so as oh, to wow. help my clients raise money from raise business. money yeah so you so had a good amount of experience there had a good amount of experience and a part of that raising money used to be always public issues oh wow so i became quite adept at how to make public issues mm. and a lot of my practice then became managing public issues and raising money for my clients my partner then started taking care of my audit and my income tax practice yeah so just to uh, cut you here uh, for the audience who might not be from the finance background uh-huh. can you just like give two lines what a public issue is a public issue is today called an ipo 
<laughs> wow, so simply. Yeah, simply, yeah. But we still use the old terms, you know. Yeah. And uh, we call investment banking. We used to call it merchant banking at that point of time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Most of the most of the terminology was British in origin. Yeah. Because we still have the British legacy. Right. Then the Americans came in with their P and VC funding language. Yeah. And then the language of the financial market jargon changed. Jargon changed. They came more from Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Uh, rather yeah. than you know. Uh, from London uh, from and London Bond Street or whatever in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So IPOs, yeah. So, so that was basically that's that. IPO initial correct. public offering. Correct, correct. Wow. So like from CA you were doing public issues and then uh, what was the moment uh, when you decided no this path is not for me and I want to do something else? Oh, I didn't decide. Mm-hmm. A guy called Harshad Mehta came and decided it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Everything then, and then, went down and then, the gutter. Yeah, and then CR Bansali. <laughs> I don't know how many guys, how many guys, folks, you know, listening to this will remember. I'm sure that if I share yeah. it, a lot of my a old lot of colleagues will, yeah, will, will, will recall all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they came and they tanked the public issue, the the IPO market. Market. Yeah, and there were no more IPOs to be made in '96 because there were no more investors looking for IPOs. Yeah. So that is when in '96-'97 the internet came up. Yeah. And I was always tech savvy. Mm-hmm. by then i was a ham radio operator wow what uh, is a ham radio operator okay oh, okay so a ham radio operator is somebody who owns and operates a trans receiver which is a transmitter and a receiver and connects it through an antenna which typically goes up on the terrace and talks to people all over the world so basically a mobile phone of today's date a mobile phone is something that has come out of a lot of the ham radio technology wow yeah a lot of the ham radio technology has slowly morphed into you know what became the cell phone what became the cell phone and pager and so many versions of that so in 81 i studied three programming languages mm-hmm. basic cobol and fortran wow and uh, i became a member of the computer society of india at that point of time wow so so i have been tech uh, savvy even though i was a chartered accountant mm-hmm. I had my strong leanings towards you know physics and electronics and stuff like that. In about eighty-seven or eighty-eight, I became a ham radio operator. So you have to do a certificate for yes, that. Yes, of course. You have to study. You have to pass exams. Wow. And then there's a police verification, and then you know you become a ham radio operator. Mm-hmm. And I own and operate. Uh, I have a call sign, which is what it is called. Like you know, aircrafts have call signs and ships have. So call you still signs. can do that. I mean, do yeah, do you we have the devices here? Yes, of course. It's a very thriving hobby. It's a very niche, esoteric hobby, but it's a very thriving hobby. Wow. Yeah, and I've been very uh, fortunate that I've been able to. you know put that hobby into service in terms of man made disasters mm-hmm. so you know mumbai floods latur earthquake gujarat hurricane mm-hmm. uh, we have been able to set up ham radio stations operate that wow. and and because when see you must remember that today we take all these communications for granted yeah the internet the mobile phone the 4g the geo like, the fiber everything you know we take it for granted yeah yeah it's but, like always there uh, but it is all man made Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow, if a tower collapses, yeah, because of winds or earthquake or floods, or maybe an ocean cable disconnects, uh, or an ocean cable disconnects, then the entire country will go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are about eight cables that come into India. Wow. But you know, but that can so anything can happen. You know, telephone cables can run, DG sets can run out of petrol, mm-hmm. batteries can run out of power. So all this is man-made. We are yeah. sitting on a man-made infrastructure. A natural disaster can just uproot everything. Mm. And then you suddenly. can't communicate right to anybody and in a disaster 
the communication needs actually peak okay because the agencies that are providing relief mm-hmm. need to know where to send what yeah 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 should i send medicines should i send ambulances or should i just send blankets yeah it's or very crucial biscuits? yeah okay how serious is the issue there how mm. many people have died how many people are injured how many hospital beds do i need to keep ready so these are all these are all known as disaster relief communication that need to come then there is all the social aspect of communication yeah. is my mother well is my sister good where has my brother gone mm. those kind of communication so it peaks right so you can uh, set up the ham radio at that we time we can just go set it up and restore communications wow so we are like like you know we are like the people, firefighters firefighters <laughs> firefighters is a very, a very small term yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we are like the it's people who that. can go and establish so for example during the latur earthquake when mm. you know it happened in killari uh, i was in the sachivalaya next to the chief secretary mm-hmm. so we set up an antenna on top of mandalaya Mm-hmm. and uh, we occupied the conference room of the chief secretary and put up a station there wow uh, the cops gave us support to go to killari there was traffic but the police cleared everything we reached killari which was the hot spot of the thing there was no power obviously there was no power because the transmission lines had had mm-hmm. gone down you know so the police called on truck driver who was standing on the way he anchored his battery out Mm-hmm. Bought that battery to us from the truck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And we connected our jumper cables and we went on air. Yeah, you know, put up the antenna between a you know petrol pump sign that was still standing and a tree that was still standing. Yeah, put up the antenna and from the jeep of that police van we went on the air. Yeah, and that was the first sound that came out of Killari. Wow! After about you know twenty four hours. Wow! After the earthquake, and that is when the chief secretary came to know how much is the damage. Hmm. All the information that came yeah. came because a ham was there in Killari telling you was the information. Wow, it's very crucial. I mean, <laughs> extremely crucial even today, days. even today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. today, wow. In Japan, in USA, and even to some extent in India, if ham radio is not there, disasters cannot be managed with the same level of efficiency as if ham radio operators were there. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, Thanks for putting yeah. this out. And this is a bunch of people who are very geeky, very techy. So in Mumbai uh, uh, like many more people are there apart from yes, you. Yes, we are about 200 uh, 200 people. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, I mean you have so many esoteric things to say <laughs> so, uh. which people of today might not even know like Correct. I didn't know about the ham radio. From there we can go into many directions. as you mentioned you achieved financial freedom before you went on with your next uh, venture which you did like uh, the bpo which you started right exactly. so as you were working as a ca and then uh, you uh, you were working uh, for other people so to say at that time and so how did you exactly achieve first of all uh, financial freedom are there any pointers you would like to uh, make here like bullet points which people can take and they can try to be financially independent as well so financial freedom comes from having enough money to do what you want to do yeah correct so there are two aspects there is a demand and there is a supply mm-hmm. correct you need to keep the demand contained all the time yeah correct and you need to uh, increase the supply right correct the supply of money that you get yeah. you need to increase and then the demand has to be curtailed mm-hmm. there is enough money in this world for everybody's need yeah but there is not enough money in this world for everybody's greed right that's so true <laughs> okay that should be okay. a quote <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a quote it's a quote from somebody i think gandhi ji ah. so i'm just quoting him so i'm not sure if gandhi ji said i think it is gandhi ji i'll look it up yeah so so you know you need to first of all contain the consumerism that is there within you mm-hmm. you need to be 
sure that this is the quality of life that I want to lead. Mm-hmm. Just I I don't want to keep up with the Jonases. Yeah. Okay. I don't need a Rolls Royce car. Yeah. Just because Mukesh Ambani has the money to build a twenty-seven story house, <laughs> I don't need to do that. Antilia. <laughs> Antilia. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Okay. Because. You know, it is again another quote. You know, it is said that the man who has got everything in life mm-hmm. is still envious of the man who has got two of everything in life. मेरा वो एक ही घर है, उसके वो लोन वाला मेरा बंगलो है, and so on and so forth. It always goes on. Yeah, you never you stop. Know, you never stop. You never stop. You know, you can never stop. And this world is so capitalistic and materialistic mm-hmm. that the entire uh, environment encourages you to be a consumer. Mm-hmm. The first is you need to curtail the consumerism in you. Okay, mm. you need to be happy with a simple pen. You need to be happy with a simple shirt. You need to understand that leading a moderate life is not something that you know that is below you. Yeah. For example, I buy only second-hand cars. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't buy brand new cars. The last three or four cars that I have owned have all been second-hand. Yeah, exactly. They are liabilities. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I can't write a check and buy a Merc or whatever today. True, true. Okay, true. I can. Okay, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. Because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, it's very good to hear the terminology yeah. which I really like. I don't have a luxury watch. <laughs> wow. Okay, I don't have a Fatek Philippe or a Rolex or any of those. I can buy. But you can okay. certainly buy. <laughs> I can certainly buy. The most luxury watch was twenty thousand rupees which I bought. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I bought it because for one year when I was for one term when I was a professor in symbiosis. Yeah. At the end of the term, I got a check of about nineteen thousand and odd. Wow. And I said I need to buy something that. It's like kind of memory, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is it. So I said, for twenty thousand rupees, I'll buy a luxury watch. Ah. And that is the watch I bought. Which watch you bought? It's a T-shirt which I'm incidentally wearing today. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. True. Okay. I don't change mobile phones every six months. Mm-hmm. My mobile phones last till the end of their life. Hmm. Right. And I don't care. Hmm. My my sons have Apple. Uh, Mac Pro or whatever book, yeah. but I have a very simple Dell computer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they have rich parents. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so <true. laughs> so anyway, awesome. so coming back, you know, the, the the demand side yeah. has to be curtailed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other side is the supply side, mm-hmm. which you need to increase. Okay, mm-hmm. so you need to be able to do diligent work, mm-hmm. honestly, ethically. Mm-hmm. If you are ethical and if you are honest about it. I remember a, a partner of mine under whom I did my articleship for C under with under whom I did my training for C. Mm-hmm. He said, "Venkat, till the day I die, I will have clients in front of me." Wow. Why? Because I know my job. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am diligent. I am honest, and I know I deliver. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There will always be people Welcome sitting in front me. of me. Yeah. Telling me, please do this work. Please do this work. Mm-hmm. साहब आप मेरा काम करा लो काइंड ऑफ थिंग जो पैसा मांगते हैं बोलो राइट काइंड ऑफ थिंग तो दैट विल कम ओनली वेन यू मे हैव वॉट ऑफ स्किल्स यू मे बी ए फोटोग्राफर यू मे बी ए पेंटर यू मे बी ए कार्पेंटर यू मे बी ए मैकेनिक यू मे बी एन इंस्टाग्राम इन्फ्लुएंसर वॉट ऑवर यू मे बी बट यू नीड टू गो दस्ट्रा माइल फॉर दाइटली यू नीड टू बी दिस पीपल हैव टू नो दैट इफ यू हैव गिवन ए जॉब टू यू यू हैव टेकन देयर रेस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी True, so true. Yeah, as long as you have that trait in you, mm-hmm. the supply will increase. 
supply of money into your life you have to increase the and supply and demand has to be constant yeah that is a simple formula for being financially independent <laughs> yeah i mean i i see so many people struggling with this yeah. because uh, as soon as their supply of income increases oh, their yeah. demand increases they, they, they like notch up their heart. <laughs> exactly so you know whatever is the amount of money you have you will always have a need to do more than what your money is yeah even before the bonus has come they have already mentally spent the bonus it's already gone <laughs> mentally spent the bonus so kali cash flow adjustment hai diwali time mein already nakki kar liya hai ki kya karne ka maybe Haan. even bought it on a credit card i maybe even bought it on a credit card bonus so aa hi jayega mere ko yeah. you know kind of thing so that is that has to be curtailed it's a fool's paradise hmm. yeah 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 and uh, <coughs> moving from the uh, financial freedom uh, discussion so You are also a Freemason. Yes, of course I am. <laughs> so, yeah. for the ordinary folks, can you describe what a Freemason is and what Freemasonry stands for? Okay, so Freemasons uh, is the world's oldest fraternal organization. Mm-hmm. So, like Rotary Club, Lion Club, you know, yeah. it's a fraternal organization. Right. Uh, the history is deep. It's 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 a three hundred year old. Uh, organization where mm-hmm. there is for three hundred years there is a continuous recorded history. Wow! Who are the members? Where are the minutes? Where did the lodges meet, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, in India, it is about two hundred and fifty years old. Two hundred. Uh, okay, it's old. already yeah, so it's much old in yeah, India as well. Okay. Uh, many people know Freemasonry nowadays mm-hmm. because of the Dan Brown novels. Yeah, you know, angels and demons. Yeah, you mentioned inferno and stuff. Yeah, and they refer to it as either the Illuminati, which doesn't exist, or as a secret society, secret handshakes. You know, they think there's something very secretive about it. Mm-hmm. That is how people generally know it. Yeah, so that's why I'm drawing those, you know, popular uh, beliefs, reference, beliefs, references. Yeah, but Freemasonry is a society that of gentlemen, mm-hmm. which believes in making good men better. Good men, better. Yeah. So we take people who have got good values in them, mm-hmm. and we make them better. Wow. So if you don't have the good values, you cannot become a good person. Right. Correct. We cannot make you better. If so, this is one. So let me give you some parallels in other thing. Mm-hmm. What does the IIT coaching class does? It takes a good boy. Good boy and and makes him an IIT a you know student. Genius. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you that boy has to have that potential in him. Yeah. Yeah. So correct. True. What does an athlete do? A coach. What does he do? He takes a young boy who's got good athletic right. promise, right, and coaches him into yeah. somebody a good athlete, maybe a medal winner with or the training, winner. with the training, Olympian maybe. So this is what everybody does. Yeah, all this. What does an organization do? Any organization, MNC, they interview it, people, correct, <laughs> and then filter them. Filter them, and out. after filtering them, if they see the potential, they bring them in. They put them through a training program, make them into a manager, yeah, then make them into a country head and whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know, is the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing happens with Freemasonry. We take good men mm-hmm. and we make them better. Wow. Okay. So what is better? I mean, what what is the goal? What does what does you know? Uh, what does the team to do? Better, what is it? What? Correct. Better means the practice of every social and moral virtue. Mm-hmm. We believe that everybody must become a better person and must practice every social mm-hmm. and moral virtue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Freemasons will be the people who will open the door, park their car correctly. Right. She will read. Ah, chivalry. Chivalry is something that you will show to the fairer sex. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, chivalry. 
be courteous yeah. observe table manners mm-hmm. uh, in a meeting don't be you know like a, don't act like a ruffian yeah. so so this are the social and moral virtues yeah. you know don't cheat people out of money you know mm-hmm. those kind of things is what they will do gentleman things gentleman absolutely gentlemanly things that yeah. is that so that is the thing what is the uh, ultimate moksha for a freemason Mm-hmm. If you have to ask me yeah. that, what is the ultimate moksha? What what does he hope to achieve? Yeah, like ultimately, you know, what is the goal? What is the goal? The goal is to live respected mm-hmm. and die regretted. Live respected and die regretted. Ha. What does that, that mean? Mo- I mean? What does that mean? Okay, it's it's English. Yeah, but it's people think like it's symbolically. Shashi, what does no, it, it mean? People say it's Shashi Tharoor English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because he's become the this for you know good English. Yeah. Live respected means when you live. you should be people should respect you hmm people must say are are venkat nahi aisa nahi yeah you should have respect correct yeah. you should live respected yeah correct and when you die you should die regretted are yaar acha aadmi tha yaar ah i yeah you truly said i was like i was thinking there is a ah. symbolism correct uh, so 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 it. you know you should, people should regret yeah people should say there you know the, 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 we have lost a good person hmm You know, he had so many virtues. You say, "Kitna sikne ka tha apne ko." Right. He was such a nice person. Yeah. So that is what is the ideal goal for every Freemason. That is the moksha. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Live respected, die regretted. But and I, that's what Freemason is about. And I'm happy to be a Freemason. Proud to be a Freemason. Wow. <laughs> and you are like part of the Bombay community, right? Yeah, Bombay. I'm. A, I'm a number two in the. district grand lodge of bombay which is basically the district that controls the western part of india wow that's mm-hmm. amazing so i'll put a little more links about it in yeah, the I show notes as well links, yeah yeah, yeah 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 but is there really any secretive society stuff going on i mean do you want to so so listen, you know it's it's a bit like this if i went to a, a company say i went to godridge mm-hmm. and i said can i see your board meeting uh, minutes mm-hmm. they'll tell me get lost <laughs> why do you need to see it obviously correct yeah correct they'll say get lost why do you need to see yeah uh, if i tell them how do you recruit what is your interview procedure they will not tell you why, why will you tell you yeah. so is the godridge a secretive society no is it a secretive organization yeah it, it's not a secretive thing but it's a internal thing rather correct right? it's yeah. an internal thing mm-hmm. so are we a secret organization in the sense that do we tell hide it from the public that we exist or we don't exist no we don't hide it i'm here talking to you yeah, in a podcast about, about it, it. <laughs> there are public links if you make searches you will get everywhere yeah. youtube and the entire so there is a perception there. about it which is it is not a secret organization but it is an organization with secrets with secrets yeah wow like godridge is not a secret organization yeah but godridge will have its own secrets correct they will not tell you how everybody they will not tell you how they make that soap for example ah. Right, right, right. They will not tell you the code to their software. <laughs> True. Can I can yeah. I go to Infosys and say, give me the code to that software? That's proprietary. Exactly. Yeah. And it is given to people who need to know it. Hmm. True. Through True. a process of interview and security and like you know, becoming uh, a part of Freemasonry. Correct. Exactly. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that elaborates <laughs> this topic. Hmm. Wow, and you are also a long time vegan. I mean, one of the uh, very few first vegans, I would say, uh, in India. So, can you share a few details about your diet uh, and like what easily is cooked at your house and uh, what do you make every day, like to make this sustainable living of a vegan? So, for those who don't know what a vegan is, mm-hmm. uh, 
vegan is a little bit different from being a vegetarian yeah typically a vegetarian will avoid all animal meat and everything yeah but a but but a vegan will will you know avoid uh, anything that comes from an animal mm-hmm. including dairy milk yeah so you know including milk cheese paneer butter and everything else uh, avoid eggs definitely avoid anything basically uh, which is animal and, related and honey ah because it's related it to bees. bees you kill the bees to get In the process honey. yeah and we are having a huge problem you know flowering the plants and for the even when you do afforestry mm-hmm. afforestation drives are failing because there are not enough bees to cross pollinate the trees wow because the bees are all dying because we are removing honey from them hmm yeah so the ecosystem chain is breaking there yeah so a vegan is somebody who avoids all animal products yeah these are food products mm-hmm. a vegan also avoids animal products in his day to day life shampoo right. soap belt purse car seat covers mm-hmm. you know anywhere where leather is where leather is involved so you avoid for example my purse is a non leather purse folks leather maybe yeah, yeah. for leather yeah. it's it's a non leather purse my belt is a non leather belt the shoes that i wear are often non leather though i have mm-hmm. some old leather shoes which i still continue to use yeah. okay so i avoid leather in other when i went for a car i made sure that it didn't have leather upholstery ah. so the idea is just to make a statement that animals are uh, as much uh, an earthling mm-hmm. as we are we as are one more species amongst the thousands and thousands of species that nature yeah has created yeah i think i re- recently read a book called sapiens Correct. and that talks about like how a human uh, himself is also like a species one more like species. homo sapien right yeah so the other animals are also species Correct. so they should all have respect for each other because animal exactly. cannot do because anything the, about the earth belongs to everybody yeah earth is the for earth everyone it belongs to you as a human being it belongs to all the earthlings yeah so while we uh, do wear all the animal products we do acts of cruelty right absolutely mm. huge amount of cruelty yeah. every day billions of animal lives are being slaughtered so that we can have a chicken fry masala mm. or a chicken butter masala or a ravas fry or any one of those things so much cruelty and pain uh, a chicken has to go, go through has to go through to reach to your plate the cow the dairy is the biggest uh, cruelty industry mm. more than the meat industry mm-hmm. and this is what vegetarians have to realize because you are keeping a cow impregnated artificially mm-hmm. so that it can lactate mm. see the cow is a mammal we are the only mammal that drinks the milk of another mammal yeah the elephant is a mammal they don't the dog need- is a mammal the cat is a mammal which yeah. means that it gives breast milk to its eggs okay no, that's right dog doesn't the dog doesn't go and eat cat's milk <laughs> or the goat doesn't go and drink donkey's milk yeah true but we are the people who think we can eat we can drink cow's milk yeah. and camel's milk and yak milk and because we have the force to do it because we we have been given greater powers hmm. by nature Evolve, and are evolution. we using it responsibly no i think with, not with you know spy to quote spider man with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> and we have effed it up hmm wow as a species True. Yeah, if data, we so just allowed this power to go to our heads, yeah. and we are slaughtering all those lesser than us. Mm-hmm. It's like a elder brother who is stealing from his younger brothers and siblings, mm-hmm. yeah. so that he can enjoy his own life. And and his you know younger siblings who are part of his family are yeah. are crying every day. Yeah, yeah. So because of compassion, yeah, I became a vegan. Mm-hmm. Because of health, I became a vegan. Mm-hmm. Because of ecological reasons, mm-hmm. I became a vegan. Mm-hmm. We screened a movie called Cowspiracy. with kinan 
and uh, you know he, the movie brings out very clearly that for every kilo of animal meat product you need to spend 12 times more uh, land resources so the carbon footprint is so huge much higher yeah. of a meat product mm-hmm. people think oh it's a personal thing you piss off i am eating my meat it's not a personal choice anymore yeah. the planet is dying planet because is you dying. guys are you know making so much of uh, so much of meat yeah. because they are consuming 12 times more of the earth resources so it's mm-hmm. my planet too yeah it's my groundwater too it's my trees too it's my amazon too right yeah correct and you you're dissing it so that you can have a steak rare yeah so ecological reasons compassionate reasons health reasons yeah we are having all kinds of diseases because of animal meat and animal products mm-hmm. people have stopped drinking milk and within 15 days within one month they have gone off diabetes they have wow. gone off cholesterol so so many lifestyle related diseases absolutely see i am 62 today mm-hmm. if you ask me what is my biggest achievement in life yeah if you ask me what is my biggest achievement in life it is not being ham radio or freemason or uh, or any of those things uh-huh. my biggest achievement in life is that at 62 i check my blood every quarter and i am on zero medication yeah i am not on medication for diabetes wow i am not on medication for hypertension which is bp mm-hmm. i am not on medication for cholesterol wow all these are under control only two things reduce the supply of food into my body mm mm-hmm. by not having breakfast for example today. <laughs> yeah intermittent fasting <laughs> intermittent fasting so reduce the supply and increase the demand yeah by running 150 half marathons for example <laughs> that's <laughs> so all the demand and supply Come, issue it comes a full circle <laughs> whether it's money or whether it's health yeah if you supply too much and if you don't have demand it's all about demand and supply <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you have uh, like so many rich uh, experiences in life do you have any favorite failures as well any failures which would have uh, been a stepping stone for the successes which you later got you know one of my failures if mm-hmm. you want to call it that mm-hmm. has been my inability to be unethical mm is that a failure <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to look at it because in today's uh, uh societal norms mm-hmm. being unethical is considered uh, prudent mm. you know it is it is it is it is said that are yaar usse to kuch hoega hi nahi he can't even bribe right so it's like so much uh, like made into a right thing like correct. morally right thing now correct. to being so an today, unethical today person today people don't even care if somebody is declared corrupt mm mm-hmm. corruption charges are becoming huge whether water is a political spectrum yeah correct unfortunately one of that i consider as one of my failures okay i would have been a very successful ca in practice mm-hmm. successful yeah. in inverted commas okay <laughs> in, <laughs> in practice quotes. i would have signed any balance sheet left right and center <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is an ironical failure <laughs> ironical failure correct but yeah. but somewhere i thought to myself that you know i studied to be a ca i mean i took five attempts to be a ca mm. okay and it was not easy to pass it in the first year I mean, it's not easy okay yeah. for me whatever i studied at that time is still etched in my memory yeah i cannot forget even today i can quote many aspects of what i studied yeah. in those years okay mm-hmm. so you you know you, you have studied so much mm. you know and then 
it's the goddess saraswati correct yeah. we do saraswati puja and we do all True. these rituals and there's a goddess saraswati that is come to in the form of education and then because there is money mm-hmm. you are you know prostituting saraswati at the you know altar of lakshmi that was what something i couldn't tolerate mm. i found that just for the sake of the earning a money they are you know diluting their standards yeah so today whether you take it pwc in ilfs mm-hmm. or uh, again pwc in satyam or any one of the scandals that somewhere are corruption has exactly, been there exactly yeah so because of this virtue mm-hmm. or failure whatever way you want to call it yeah. i have you know gone on to doing things where i don't have to compromise the standards Yeah. what i'm supposed to deliver the values in effect i have not been corrupt means mm-hmm. corruption is not just about a public servant taking money and doing something illegal yeah corruption is about you willingly lowering your standards mm. like today we are doing a podcast it's a choice it's a, it like today we are doing a podcast yeah you have come with a lot of equipment you have come with a lot of this you did mm. made background notes to see that it gets done correctly yeah yeah you send me those notes i read those notes yeah correct i i told i discussed some doubts about those notes yeah. but i don't have an answer for this question of yours yeah. correct you bought mics and you set up everything and you tested the sound and yeah. shut off the ac so you know all this is non corrupt behavior yeah you don't want to corrupt this thing called podcast episode because you you want to give your listeners a very good quality quality yeah which is the virtue that you have yeah right correct so corruption is about that yeah corruption is about lowering a standard of quality So I have never lowered my standard. Wow, it's an ironical <laughs> failure. Yeah, exactly. But I would say rather it it is the success so I, of I your life as well. I love my practice well. because of that. Yeah. When many people, you know, there are many chartered accounts who, who, you know, when I tell them I left my certificate, you gave up your certificate of practice. I mean, you slaved your butt for it, and you, you know, appeared five times, and you, you know, became a final CA, and everybody then you surrendered became, it, and then you gave it away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> then you came into something which was more absolutely, where absolutely. you could keep your values, right? Correct, exactly. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, <laughs> as we, I mean, as we talk about values, so from uh, the CA practice, you mm. surrendered your title, and then mm. you started off with your own venture, right? Mm. Correct. Can you uh, describe a little about that? How did your first uh, company started the BPO? Oh, the first company was a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. As you know, I was always interested in uh, the internet and technology and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happened is that uh, the internet came up. Yeah. Around that time, so I went to VSNL and I filled up a form, mm-hmm. and I got an email address. Wow! You have to go to the Flora Fountain office of VSNL, <laughs> and you have to fill up. Fifteen thousand rupees gave you a TCP/IP account. Five thousand rupees gave you a student account mm-hmm. in which you had a shell. So I didn't think I was financially independent. Yeah, okay? at that time I could have written a check for fifteen thousand. I could have written a check for five thousand. But frugality was a virtue. Yeah, <laughs> okay? it was a virtue, like <laughs> the, the virtue. value. Ah, value. So I get opened a shell account. For five thousand rupees, I said, "Let me see what happened." It was it was valid for one year. I got an email address that was Vital Link V I T A L I N K at G I A S B M zero one dot V S N L dot net dot in. So that was the first server. G I A S was uh, General Internet Access Services. Wow. B M was Bombay. Zero one yeah. was the first server. Oh wow! That was the first server. <laughs> first email server that was open to the public. Wow! The public could subscribe to an email ID, <laughs> and there were thousand subscribers per server. 
Oh wow. Okay so I was among I can say I was among the first 1000 people in the country. So it was early 2000s right? No and 96 97. Wow. Even before 2000s. Wow. Correct. So that was the first this. So I opened an email ID. Mm-hmm. Uh I learned HTML. Mhm. Uh, we had a modem that was 64 kbps <laughs> most of the time we used to get connection at 32 kbps yeah that sound tick 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 yeah it's just in my memory <laughs> and i learned the hayes command set hayes command set yeah which was you know the way in which you control the modem yeah. and with all this armed with all this technology and you know background i put up a web page mm-hmm. on a on a free hosting platform called tripod tripod uh, tripod and they should allow you to anybody to create an account and do home pages mm. and i put up an home page and i said you know if you want to do data entry please send your paper to india and we'll do data entry wow so outsourcing outsourcing outsource data entry incorporated odei was the name of the company then mm. uh, which was a branch of vital link mm-hmm. consultancy services so uh, we chose that name because we wanted the keywords to come yeah. i knew quite a bit about seo by then yeah and we soon got a lot of work Hmm. that was converting legacy content into digital content so lot of websites were coming up ah. so all the websites needed content content yeah and that content was in legacy format it was in paper, paper. it was in pdf it was in scanned images yeah. you know all those or kind of things film. or maybe film yeah. or maybe you know audio recordings yeah. or maybe even you know software html but uh, even you know text that like word word document or yeah. whatever yeah. but that needed to be converted into a markup language yeah true so that is what came to us and we became very big players in the content market Ah. we didn't say we were doing data entry we upskilled we learned new languages wow. <laughs> and is that we you want your you dream your content will deliver content for you so you were like delivering content at that time at that mean, time. so long correct back. in 98 99 wow yeah. and then i got taken over by a us company called vistar founded vistar, vistar founded by a friend of mine mm-hmm. and vitaling became vistar and i we all became part of vistar mm-hmm. and uh, till about 2002 2001 2002 when we found that the dot com had busted and boom has gone boom has gone and vistas business plans changed yeah. and they what what is to call pivoted <laughs> yeah. and when they pivoted we didn't have a reason to be there mm. so i came out and restarted my bpo ah which okay. is even today running it is there in pune i am still the founder ceo till we complete some this yeah. employs about 150 to 200 headcount wow in pune uh, services you know us clients that have been there from 2002 to 2003 wow because of the technology and because of the processes that we have put in place it's still going on it's still going on amazing and we have we have got clients who have become family friends yeah. even though i left that business in 2002 we are still on facebook linkedin and we maintain relationships wow <laughs> it's all about maintaining relationships exactly right? because they know who i am they know the kind of person that i am trust is there exactly it's all about trust hmm. wow I hope you are enjoying today's episode. Here is a quick word from the sponsors of this episode. For you the listeners of Lifestyle Architecture Lab podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 days trial. The free audiobook is yours to keep even after the trial ends. I have a few audiobooks to recommend. Number 1 is Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind. This is one of those books which will take you back to the ancient times and teach you so much. I recently read it 
and it just blew my mind. Number two is the Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. This is one of the greatest bedtime books which I discovered. Neil Gaiman's voice just makes this book much more wonderful. This story and the narration is just amazing. You can download any of these two books or thousands more for free right now. Just go to audibletrial.com/himanshusasteva. Again, that's audibletrial.com/himanshusasteva for your free audiobook. Please enjoy. So now coming uh, to your personal side a little bit um, can you describe uh, how your typical day looks like these days my typical day nowadays i tend to get up by about 4:35 on most days wow okay. super early <laughs> three days a week i uh, train my zippers club members mm-hmm. we meet at 5:30 we either run or we do workouts or whatever whatever i have in mind and every day is a different day mm-hmm. my promise to them is that no one day in the year will be like another day means the whatever we do exercises yeah. will always be different there will always be freshness in the appeal yeah. of coming out you don't know what you are going to get till you till venkat comes up with something wacky <laughs> wacky <laughs> yeah so we do that i come back uh I used to have breakfast until you know two months back. Yeah. But right now it's something like nariyal pani or a vegetable juice. Right. So I, I've skipped breakfast. I don't know if I can call it intermittent fasting. Yeah. I do drink tea. I do drink a vegetable juice. So like basically, less solid foods. Yeah. Zero solid foods. Zero solid. Maybe a fruit at the most. Yeah. Wow. But I don't want to reduce my nutritional intake. Of course. And then uh, and then after that I get ready. Mm-hmm. And my phone calls start. My WhatsApp is there. and uh, by about 10:30 11 i am in the offices of youtube can run mm-hmm. and i run the business yeah. the full day is there there are meetings there are employee meetings there are phone calls then there traveling is meetings. there no, traveling is there all the time yeah. when you have to go and meet clients etc yeah and then evening i typically go home by about 8:30 9 mm-hmm. you know nowadays i try to go home earlier because i want to downtime a little bit yeah and i go home by this and uh, then it's dinner Mm-hmm. then i go to sleep typically i bring lunch with me mm-hmm. from home but sometimes i also have the luxury of you know being able to walk home mm-hmm. and have lunch and come back wow <laughs> so what does downtime mean so you have any particular activity like which leads you towards sleep i i read books read books mm-hmm. i read whatever is the current book that i am is there on my bedside what is that book that current book is called silk roads silk roads the new history of the world Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look yeah. it up and put yeah, it in the show notes. Uh, yeah. And that is the current book. It says it's a history of the world restated mm-hmm. in a different way. And I am always a keen, you know, student of history mm-hmm. because everything just keeps coming back. Yeah. In a new avatar. <laughs> yeah. So you go down, you sleep uh, around 9:30, 10 probably. About 10. About 10. Yeah. So you have to get up early at 5. Yeah. I try to avoid a uh, digital stuff in my life. so i don't watch, we have no tv in the house mm. very rarely i watch something on netflix or amazon prime yeah. or anything like that i mostly nowadays end up watching this digital content on flights because yeah. i just don't want to read in a flight and a, right in flights yeah in flights yeah and uh, and otherwise you know I'm less on, of the screen i am on phone all the time yeah i'm talking to people i try to stay away from you know social media whatsapp because i believe in getting work done in the real world yeah. and not in the digital world yeah, yeah 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 
so do you also have any mindfulness or uh, meditational kind of practice i have done one uh, vipassana camp 10 days quiet igatpuri mm-hmm. i have found it to be extremely beneficial mm-hmm. and uh, i personally believe that at least 15 minutes of meditation should be part of anyone's life everybody anybody whatever is age whatever is your background yeah. should be done because we take care of our health hopefully we take care of our body in terms of food and everything but we do not detox our mind yeah and and uh, and meditation is what can do but unfortunately i must say that i do not practice what i preach <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so so because time is a very big constraint i mm. come back from my exercise and then if i sat down for meditation it would take longer than that yeah uh, so therefore i can't uh, find the time to meditate which should not be the excuse okay yeah. so i chastise myself as i say this but let me also put it that way people mix up the term mindfulness with meditation they think only meditation can give you mindfulness mm. but mindfulness can come in every single aspect of your life yeah i talked about the intensity with which you do your podcast for example yeah and i like to plan a running route mm. you know and how much i care i take to see that every single runner gets a very good experience yeah in the event that we conduct you know that is yeah. also being mindful events i mean uh, just to put a point here events that you organize your company organize i have also been a part of those events and i must tell that they are really well planned and organized and a human uh, connection is there when uh, you two can run is planning uh, an, an event, event. Correct. so i've seen and experienced Correct. it myself because because you know in life the the energy mm-hmm. flows through your work yeah true energy flows through your work people perceive that energy Mm-hmm. when they are part of the event they know that somebody took an effort to do all this correctly small they may details. not know venkatraman they may not know you took and run yeah. they may not even know who did it but they will feel different yeah at a subliminal level yeah when they are in that event that's what you should target for i mean exactly. when you are doing and that will come only when you put that much energy into your planning process and into your execution yeah. process if you don't do that 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 event will be just one more event yeah strive for excellence exactly mm. wow that's... so mindfulness can be in many ways yeah so mindfulness <laughs> and meditation should not be misunderstood with each correct. other it should not be used uh, you know synonymously synonymously correct wow awesome and uh, are there any apps or gadgets yeah you said earlier that you don't use screens much but uh, for your business purpose or maybe for some running purpose you do you use any specific apps which you would like to mention you, i use a lot of apps anything at youtube can coming? run at youtube can run yeah uh, we are completely on zoho zoho system yeah zoho systems for example we took a project we are for example we use a zoho project mm-hmm. which is basically we broke down a running event mm-hmm. into the 130 150 or tasks Wow. that are there to do any running event wow okay we broke it down we took a project and by the way i teach project management for sports ha i'm a faculty member wow. i also teach quality control for sport running events where can Sporting people event. learn from you oh, i i conducted as part of uh, you know iron woods sports management which is a sports management institute in bombay mm-hmm. located in villapalla mm-hmm. and every year whenever the batches of students are there i go and 
Do these two lectures, yeah. Wow, these two lectures, yeah. Because I I like to do that, and yeah, you know, earlier also mentioned uh, you were a professor at Symbiosis. Correct. Pune. Correct. Also, so correct. how did that happen? Oh, that happened because uh, in Symbiosis they wanted somebody who was very tech savvy mm-hmm. to be able to teach a subject called emerging communication technologies to the third semester. Marcom MBA Marcom, which is marketing communications, MBA Marcom students. Mm-hmm. So they wanted MBA Marcom students to know how to use what was then the emerging communication technologies, so that they can market their 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 products. Yeah. Uh, what are they are in charge of? Well, mm. so that is how that subject came, and that came because people saw that I had marketed Vitalink, Vitalink, uh, Vitalink, yeah. the yeah. BPO. Uh, very well, yeah. and I had got all my clients, and all my clients had come to me, and you know we had done this very well, and this was a nice business in Pune, yeah. uh, employing about two fifty three hundred people. Yeah. So Simbasis got to know of it. Somebody talked to somebody, and they said this guy can do the subject because he is a living proof he has, of how he has done. He has marketed his, his campaign. Yeah. What is trying to preach? <laughs> yeah. What is trying to preach? Yeah. And. Uh, uh, you have mentioned Zoho as Zoho the system which you use for projects. So we use Zoho projects to manage our project. <laughs> we are completely on Google. Our website is completely on Amazon. So we have a huge bunch of technologies that help you to do this. Mm-hmm. But at a personal level, mm-hmm. I use an app called Smarter Time. Smarter Time. Yeah. So Smarter Time is an app that completely records what you did during the course of the day on your phone and on your laptop. And on your tablet, so you can install it. You can link all of them to the same email ID. Yeah, and then it will tell you exactly what you did with your phone. It'll tell you how many hours you were on Facebook, how many hours you were on WhatsApp, how many hours you traveled from where you started, where you went, how many how many phone calls you made, everything. Wow! Every single day that you can do that. Of course, there's a digital uh, you know thing to it. So it's available for all the platforms. It's available all across platforms. It's available all across. Called you know, Smarter Time. Smarter Time. Yeah, there is another app which I use. Uh, I would like to mention here, which is mm-hmm. Rescue Time. It is the uh, doing the same, same thing, thing huh? but uh, I mean, it's a different company, of course. Correct. Yeah. Parallel offering. Yeah. So so I use that, but before Smarter Time came into came into being being, uh, I I had a practice which I followed. Till today, mm-hmm. uh, this practice is now easily twenty-five <coughs> years old practice, mm-hmm. and this is of maintaining a daily diary. So it's like a I journal. I write a diary. I write a journal. Wow. So I, I don't like write long notes to myself. Yeah, 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 of course. But I write what I did with two significant aspects of my time. Mm-hmm. One is I did I write what I did with my time, mm-hmm. and I write what I did with my money. Wow. So every day I have an account. Of time, कैसा बर्बाद किया, कर्चा किया. Account of time. Uh, account of time and account of money. Account of money. Because these are the two significant things in your life. Which you can trade. Which you can, which you can, yeah, which which are important. Yeah. <laughs> then, if I have a certain goal, mm-hmm. then I write that down. Mm-hmm. For example, if I have a goal of losing weight, yeah, as an example, okay, yeah. then I will write down what I ate mm-hmm. in that diary. Mm-hmm. I say log, correct. So I have found that if you put accountability into your life, yeah, your life improves. Mm-hmm. And writing a diary is has been a very time tested manner of uh, putting accountability. Right. I try to pass on all these virtues to my employees. Mm-hmm. I have a different uh, 
you know perception as an employer and look upon them as my mentor and as a coach mm-hmm. and i think that what our life skills are there should be passed on to them yeah. so every year we give diaries to our employees wow and i give them a talk about why it is important to maintain a diary right now some people will pick it up some will not pick it up that's a different thing okay yeah. we do a lot of such sessions every wednesday is a knowledge sharing session wow yeah at you too can run mm-hmm. for example one of the knowledge sharing sessions which you know people will find interesting is how to read the panchang Read the panchang. Uh, what does the tithi mean? The calendar. Yeah. Why do you call it Ganesh Chaturthi? Yeah. What does tithi mean? Yeah. How do you define a tithi? Yeah. What is the Uttarayanam, Dakshirayanam? What is Amavasya? What is Purnima? How do you read an Indian calendar? Mm-hmm. Because we all know an English calendar. Yeah. But how do you read an Indian calendar? Yeah. And what uh, data points does it give you? Right. And what are they called? Is something that I, you know, teach all my one of the one of the things that I share. One of the things wow, that I share. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I think that they should be good people. I mean, they may be with me, they may not be with me, but they should be good people. Yeah. So the Freemasonry skills, yeah, the making good men better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you are preaching that here as yeah, well. Yeah, as much as I can. Wow. Uh, to those who can absorb it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, it it must not be forced, but organically shared. Correct. Exactly. Wow, awesome. And mm-hmm. is there an any person in your life uh, which you uh, can mention as a mentor who impacted your life in oh, one way? At different stages of life, different people have influenced me very nicely. Mm-hmm. I have had I have had had mentors. I've been extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. You know that I have met the right people and drawn the right lessons mm-hmm. at every stage of my life. Yeah, probably the oldest if i want i mean i don't want to go into families and yeah, relative, yeah, yeah. but i'm talking outside school and outside family yeah was you know a commodore called rabi ahuja rabi ahuja uh, in c cadet corps so mm. i was a c cadet okay which is like ncc scouts okay and i in 1972 i had won the regatta a regatta is a sailing ship so i used to do sailing and boat pulling oh wow and uh, i was interviewed in the december of 1972 october second uh, uh, television started in our country wow and in december i was interviewed for a program called uh, yuva vahini yuva vahini yeah, voice of youth voice of youth <laughs> and i was interviewed and i was like famous because everybody used to watch television <laughs> those days and there was only one channel <laughs> they had no choice but to listen to what my what was interview. the first channel doordarshan doordarshan yeah doordarshan ah. was the only channel it wow. was in black and white and i was interviewed so for about in 72 72 so for about 2 years when i was a stripling kid you know i was just 15 years of age when i should go anywhere people are hey ye to tv mein the boy who was ah, there hey ye to tv mein aaya tha so so you know that rabi ahuja rabi ahuja ha was a strong disciplinarian mm-hmm. and that is what sigadet taught you and he told me one word that came up was that we don't care what you will be in your life mm-hmm. you may be whatever you want to be in the life you may be a chaprasi but you will be the world's best chaprasi wow that again comes back to the point that do anything with excellence exactly hmm. so that i can think was my earliest influence wow. i said whatever i do in life i must do well i mean you are doing well you are living you. example <laughs> of that <laughs> wow amazing and uh, coming to another question which might be a little silly but uh, any thing which you bought recently under 5000 rupees Uh, which gave you some kind of joy or some kind of happiness oh 
you know <laughs> this was a question that stumped me it because, stumps many people <laughs> because because i don't remember buying anything for 2000 rupees in the recent memory you know yeah. but you know i can i can mention something that is not monetarily significant yeah but very significant in the happiness it, it gave you the happiness and the way of life yeah. okay which is the razor blade that i buy so i don't use plastics in my life Mm. I have tried to avoid as much plastic as possible. Reduce carbon footprint. Reduce carbon footprint. So I use, and this is something that I started about two years back mm-hmm. when I saw a documentary called Plastic Ocean. I think. Plastic where, Ocean. Uh, where you know plastics are inside birds and whales and yeah. you know mammals and it's fish. It's a crazy all of them. situation right now. Absolutely crazy, you know. Yeah. So I said I cannot keep harming. You know, we 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 say prayers to you know Bhumi Mata. Still, we are we, polluting, we are polluting it the earth so much. You are desecrating the god that you worship. Yeah, the river that you worship. That Such a hypocritic thing, absolutely right? hypocritic. You know, you you say all your prayers, but you go and eff it. So I decided. I mean, I have been not using, but I, about three four years back, I made a conscious decision and said I will not use any disposable razor blades in my life. Okay? Wow. So I I use. I mean, I had a razor. I was not using it because the disposable thing is more convenient. Yeah. But I went back and I bought. I buy those Gillette razor blades mm-hmm. that are you know twin edged and both the sides. So so anyway, so so that gives me really good shaves. One blade that cost about seven rupees mm. lasts me about a month. Ah, and gives me a shave that is you know baby bottom smooth. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that gave you joy, but yeah, not monetarily significant, but yeah. yeah. But well under five thousand rupees. Ah, okay. <laughs> true, so true. That that's what I was like aiming for, something like that. And any book or movie or documentary coming to mind, uh, which you would like to recommend to people, which might have changed your life in some ways. Um, the book that really changed my life was a book called "The Laws of Success" by Napoleon Hill. Laws of Success by, by Napoleon, Napoleon Hill. Hill. Yeah, that was a bestseller during my time. This was one of the oldest books. The along with that was a book at that time, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Del Carnegie. Del Carnegie. Ah, yeah. So both of them are like amazing, amazing. books. Yeah. They have so much uh, knowledge. knowledge inside. And if you them. just follow what you what they teach you to do, you cannot but be successful in life. Yeah, true. You just need to read it and read it again. Yeah. So those are the two books. Mm. Um. The documentary that everybody must see, if you ask me, one film that everybody must see, yeah. is called in in good hands. In good hands. Yeah, it's a doctor. I'll I'll get you the correct name. Yeah. Uh, ben uh, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was a you know uh, African American. Yeah. Use a politically correct term. <laughs> was an African American who was born in poverty. Mm-hmm. His father had left him. His mother was a mental patient, schizophrenic. He grew up in the you know slums of uh, New York or wherever I forget which city. Yeah. But he went on to become. He got a music teacher, mm-hmm. and because music transformed him, he became a very good student. Became a doctor. Ben oh, wow. Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson. The name now comes. Ben Carson. And the procedure that he did for separating Siamese twins, which is the most complex surgery. in mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. my heart my my open heart surgery is nothing it's a foo foo it's yeah. like you know it's like doing a tonsils yeah. so it is a well documented process you know yeah. everybody does it without any problem nowadays but uh, you know separating co-joint siamese twins as they are called is the most complex surgery that that is there 
when and two two kids are joined kids by are joined either at the head or at the hip oh or God. at the you know bob bob backs you know they can be joined wherever yeah and very often they have only one kidney one they use the same kidney yeah. or they use the same brain or they use the same heart probably some point of joint is one is yeah. one or mm. they use the same bladder or whatever you know mm. so you know separating them he was the guy who made that surgery is possible Wow! So you know, fantastic story. I mean, you will get moved in good hands. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you the correct. Yeah, we'll. I'll get you the correct. I'm sorry. You know, my memory is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but but that that is one documentary that every child, every adult must see. Wow, that that's a great recommendation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, what is your next goal, or what are you looking forward to? as an individual and also for you to can run so you to can run mission is to promote running for good health yeah and i am not sure how much of a dent i can make mm. but today thousands of people are you know leading very unhealthy lives yeah the we are the diabetes capital of the country of yeah. the world of the world of the world fact, yeah. anybody who is over 40 every one out of two people over the age of 40 is a diabetic today okay it's a serious blood, situation serious situation blood pressure is common yeah. okay bp cardiac anybody over the uh, age of 50 one out of three people have, will have a cardiac incident in the next five years wow okay that's so a just imagine critical number is, yeah you know if if diabetes and cardiology was a terrorist <laughs> from across the border yeah we would be waging war we wow. would do surgical strikes of a different surgical <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nature you know but nobody does it because it's part of your life you know it's become common to take diabetes medicines say, oh mere ko to sugar hai it's taken it's, for granted it's taken for granted you know yeah. if you are above 40 you need to have medicines taken for granted you know people are leading very unhealthy lives we are having a very and it's a huge cost on the public exchequer hmm. huge cost yeah correct the mission of running was to be healthy hmm. and comes out of my own passion of making people healthy through running good food exercise being vegan running two three times a week etc etc yeah. right so if that if there is a goal if there is a passion that drives me every day in the morning to come to you to can and do something we want to give people joy in mm. running whether it be through the registration process that we do or whether it be through the events that we conduct yeah or whether it be through the books that we write or whether we do be through the videos that we put out whatever we do the product anything which you are making should make people uh, like joyful about joyful running. about like about running about running in our case running yeah, yeah and hopefully they'll take up running eat properly yeah it's a chain the, of habits uh, right chain of habits correct yeah. increase the demand of exercise <laughs> reduce the supply of unhealthy food <laughs> <laughs> the, okay. the balance between and some balance demand and supply and remove remove medicines from their equation <laughs> wow that's awesome <laughs> so finally before we wrap up this conversation any advice uh, venkat you would like to uh, give to people who are listening to this who are like trying to start their own ventures maybe so unfortunately as i mentioned sometime back this vcs and pes have come uh, venture capitalists and private equity yeah. have come and they have injected uh, growth hormones yeah like steroids system, like steroids yeah. okay so today every single startup there are there are i i attend i am a charter member of tai 
I am an angel investor. You I are keep, an angel I, investor I keep, yourself. I keep attending so many things. Yeah. Almost everybody talks the language of how to raise money, mm-hmm. how to grow multifold, and how to exit. Ah. It looks as if the business of the startup is to raise money. <laughs> They have forgotten what it is supposed to originally do. Make, make the, the business product. Of, uh, make the product. Sell it. Be profitable. Yeah. And zoro toega to paisa lo. Yeah. Yeah. Now it has uh, come the opposite side where they are just taking the money, raising it, and then exiting the business. Right? Absolutely hopeless. Yeah. Sixty to seventy percent of startups fail, mm-hmm. and they fail because they get too much money too soon. Yeah. And they don't know how to use it. True. 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 Correct. Youngsters out of IIT and this and that who write code. Are getting insane amount of money cross from people cross. who do, from people who don't know any better. Yeah, they don't have the grey hair, they don't have the maturity, they don't have the wisdom of how to handle it. Yeah, you have all these Me Too hashtags coming out of such startups. Yeah, okay, because of the culture that is there. Yeah, there are no ethics within that organization. Yeah, I think in the past two decades, probably the culture cultural shift in India, like the corporates earlier, Correct. how they were working. Correct. Now the startup culture, which has come, the culture has completely shifted to the modern thinking. But exactly. that comes with its own uh, pain points. It it has come with a Western materialistic approach. Ah, yeah. To money yeah. and to startup and to entrepreneurship. Yeah. And there is a deep cultural conflict mm. that Indian entrepreneurs. Do not recognize yeah. when they get into this, you know, startup ecosystem. Yeah. So let me, you know, uh, put this in this way: there are three rules that we follow. Mm-hmm. First is we see whether the first rule is whether we see whether it is good for relationship. Mm-hmm. Good okay. for relationship. Yeah. Whether the relationship will get damaged. Second is we see whether it is good for uh, business. Mm-hmm. इतना पैसा बनेगा क्या डज इट मेक सेंस फॉर ऑन बोथ साइड इकोनॉमिकली इकोनॉमिकली द थर्ड इज वी सी वेदर इट फॉलोज द रूल ऑफ द लॉ इट्स एथिकल एंड लॉफुल एथिकल एंड लॉफुल करेक्ट दिज आर थ्री रूल्स करेक्ट द अमेरिकन्स वॉट वी सी इन यू टू कैन रन वी मेंटेन रिलेशनशिप्स इट डजेंट मैटर इफ आई डोंट मेक मनी क्लाइंट्स आर गॉन अवे फ्रॉम मी आई मेंटेन द रिलेशनशिप ओके बिकॉज द रिलेशनशिप इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग If the relationship is there, you will get the business, yeah, and you'll be able to earn a decent amount of money if you give good services, yeah, correct. The last thing is the NDA or the agreement that you signed or the shareholders agreement that you signed, yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What is written in that paper? Yeah, nobody Ultimately, reads. Ha, huh, nobody reads that. Nobody should read it <laughs> after you sign it. Correct. This is the Indian philosophy. Yeah. This is the Eastern philosophy. The Western philosophy is exactly ulta. Hmm. पहला मिलेगा तो एनडीए रखेगा कागज बोलेगा साइन करो राइट द लीगल स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ द रिलेशनशिप टेक्स प्रीसिडेंस प्रीनप्चुअल एग्रीमेंट्स फॉर एग्जांपल या व्हाट इज द लीगल स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ द रिलेशनशिप या टेक्स इंपॉर्टेंस फर्स्ट फर्स्ट यू टॉक दैट देन यू सी वेदर यू विल मेक मनी इन इट एंड द लास्ट दैट कम्स इन द रिलेशनशिप so it's almost opposite एब्सोल्युटली ऑपोजिट ह्यूमन कनेक्शन इज द लास्ट वी इज द लास्ट एंड द लीस्ट एंड द लीस्ट वाओ Don't fall for these Western thoughts. Ah. Maintain relationship with the market. Maintain relationship with your people. Start with Do a good, good service. People will give you money. Mm. Wow, that's a great advice. Yeah, people will give you money. People will say, "No, nah, yar, this the universe will conspire to keep you happy." Yeah. And then yes, take money. 
I mean, we borrowed from banks yeah. when we built up those BPOs. Okay, yeah. we borrowed from bank. That time there was no VC. You have to get money today. Yeah. You to can may take money from you know investors, yeah. but in a limited amount, yeah. not in a huge amount, yeah. and take just enough to maintain the values. First so that you don't end up buying Apple MacBooks for everybody. <laughs> 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 everybody still on the Dell computer. <laughs> Dell computers. Wow, <laughs> it was it was great talking to you, uh, Venkat. Where can people reach you? People can reach me youtubecanrun.com, uh, uh-huh. which has a contact. Yeah. Uh, email ID is p. Venkatraman at youtubecanrun.com. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, we are there at youtubecanrun.com. Everywhere YouTube can run. Uh, yeah, YouTube yeah. is there. Facebook is there. Uh, LinkedIn is there. Yeah. Uh, so we are there everywhere. If you search YouTube can run, awesome. you can you can. Yeah, yeah. I'll put all the links in the show notes as well. Correct. All right. So all the good stuff and all these these links will be there in the show notes, and I'll uh, share all that stuff along with the podcast episode in the blog post. Thanks, Venkat, for sharing your time and uh, all these amazing stories and the knowledge uh, from uh, like your rich experience of life. And I really thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much, Imajo. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to have this conversation with you. And I just hope that you know the listeners, yeah, uh, draw lessons. And uh, if somebody somewhere at some point of time comes to me in the future and says that you know that oh because of that podcast it changed <laughs> my life, that is you know gratitude enough. Wow! Thank you very much. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Himanshu again. Now, before you move on, here's something I want to share with you. I have one weekly newsletter which is called Saturday Pentacle. You can think of it as a weekly one-page magazine for the curious minds where you'll find five awesome things which I've been pondering on in the last week. It may contain popular articles, blogs, photographs, Instagram posts, books, videos, products or thoughts. It's completely free. If you want to get it, just go to himanshusasdeva.com. That's my name himanshusasdeva.com and drop in your email. You'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening.